Hello and welcome to Tradfest. I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith. We're coming to you from the very epicentre of Trad Without Frontiers. There's traffic all over the place, as you can probably hear in the background. We're in Temple Bar in Dublin, in Ireland. We are. We're coming to you from the Oliver Singen Gogarty Bar and Restaurant. They're great supporters of Tradfest and have let us set up a studio here once again. They've even brought us lovely cups of tea. We have another fantastic show for you, including this pair of fine gentlemen from Gorey in County Wexford. Mark Redmond on the Ilan Pipes and Patrick Fitzpatrick, who's playing the bass clarinet with Madame Maxwell and Trip to Athlone. Take it away, lads. Thank you. 
Mark Redmond and Patrick Fitzpatrick are here, just about to go on stage actually here in City Hall, to a packed City Hall by the way. I know Pat, this doesn't really phase you because of your musical experience over the years. I don't know about the young lad here from Gory, the Mark Redmond. What are you looking forward to out there, Mark? Oh, it's nice. It's a nice uh, event. It's nice to play with Pat with the two of us from Gory, and there's a good few uh, people we uh, recognise from the town there. So uh, it's a nice uh, day out for the Colchies in Dublin, I suppose. So we better entertain them. <laughs> That's the, that's the approach there, yeah. The Wexford crowd, they're always great supporters. It was, uh, Pat, yourself, of course, you have a lot of experience in performing. Yeah, um, I'm a long time with it now, as they say. I'm nearly, God, I'm heading 30-something years, I think, with the Army Band, and my service in the Garda Band is coming on 30 years as well, like I mean, so it is. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of everyday job for me, really, you know, but... What's interesting about that is that you're still kind of learning because of this new combination that you're working with, Mark. Yeah, certainly. The, the new blend, like, I mean, it's amazing. And thanks to yourself and that over the last year and that kind of putting us together in DIT with the, the ensemble and stuff like that. And this is really, really working really well, especially in the B-flat key as the technical end of things with clarinet and pipes. And we're really looking forward to showcasing some of it now. Tell us about the instrumentation. Yeah, well, Mark today is playing his concert set of pipes, obviously, and his B-flat. We're playing whistles together. I'll be adding bass clarinet, uh, B-flat clarinet. I'll be playing small Scottish pipes um, that come from the lowlands in Scotland, and um, it's just it's low whistles as well in a combination with, with the pipes, with the small pipes. No, Mark, I suppose the fact that you're both from Gory, was it easy to pick the tunes? Uh, where possible we tried to pick tunes that would have some sort of significance so uh, uh, in other cases we even found even as late as last night we found an old Carlin tune that had a gory uh, connection so we said we'd, we'd throw that in as well you know um, but we met up over the last couple of weeks about once a week we tried out different ideas some things didn't work other things did so we, we threw them in so at one point we were going to try to be natural pipes with a, a te- uh, soprano sax and I kind of you know it was it was nice to kind of uh, try it out but it didn't work and it probably wouldn't work in a big echoey hall like this today but we might keep that for another event maybe down the line so are we looking to maybe the future that you might do a bit more work together yeah definitely because like I can't think of anyone who plays a B-flat clarinet with B-flat pipes, and the two sounds are so related I mean you know they, they, they seem as if they're meant to go together like it really is a fantastic sound uh, and the more you hear it the more you want to, you know you want to hear more like even, even today in the sound check it was nearly a shame to put down the B-flat stuff and pick up the more common D stuff because it just sounds so unique, you know what I mean? So hopefully uh, we'll be able to develop it and, and uh, maybe put a longer program together with more of the B-flat stuff, you know? So that's something for us to look forward to. Pat, uh, we mentioned Wexford and Gory and the tradition in that area. Is it strong? Irish music, yeah, certainly is. Um, when I was growing up in Gory as a kid playing music, I first started in a Cayley band in Gory Coltis, actually. And... There was two men in charge of the band at the time teaching us, Tony Green from Clare, from Mullican County Clare, and Tom Keegan. And um, I kind of advanced myself, actually, on the tin whistle first and then to a concert flute and started going to sessions with Tony and Tom. And Johnny Bass as well, the box player of the, the famous box players down in Gory. And um, I have to say, I learned so, so much there in different sessions every week. Every single week, actually, it was always one or two sessions. It's almost like a full circle there in Wexford. So such strong, clear influence on the music of Gory. And now it's in the hurling as well, Mark. Where, where, where you could have been yourself, you know, if you weren't playing the pipes. She's <laughs> trying to get me in trouble here now. Well, I, I, used, to, I used to love it. I used, to, yeah, I used to play a lot of hurling. I often say to people, if I was to live my life over again, I'd probably wouldn't pick up music and I'd stay at the hurling you know but then again you know if I was a hurler I'd probably be retired by now so 
That's very true, actually. Well, what about the pipes and you then? How did you get interested or get started? Um, it's a long story, right? But I was in uh, primary school. It was a wet day. The teacher's inside. Uh, a lad called John O'Brien out at home. He'd got a starter set. And I was completely taken by the instrument. I'd heard him on the radio before. My parents listened to a lot of music. Uh, so when I saw them, I was able to put a, an image to the sound. And I went home then. And in order to explain to my father, I got a broken leg of a stool and two water bottles under the arm. And I said, you know, I saw this here today. And, and, and he knew what they were because... Uh, he told me then that Tom Rousam, Leo Rousam's brother, used to live with them in the summertime. They used to spend the summers down in, in, in um, Core Town, in River Chapel. The Rousams, there's still a lot, a lot of them down there. They came from there originally. But at the time, that didn't really mean anything to me. Once I got into the piping history, I, I was thinking, geez, that's fantastic, you know. And I've since got to know Kevin Rousam and the family and everything else. So it's, uh, you know, it's nice, as you say, things come f- full circle around. So my father used to listen to Tom Rousam as a young lad down in the summer times in Core Town, you know, and here's me doing the same thing now. I was actually talking about the Clare influence and the hurling down there. <laughs> I'm just trying to steer you away from that, you know. I know. I, as Dave says, we won't say too much now, we won't say nothing. Now, to add to that, of course, you're, you're, it's fair to say different generations. Pat, you were probably gone out of Gory by the time he started playing. Oh, yeah, sure. I was gone out of Gory in 80, 81, and I'm double Mark's age nearly, less a few years, like, I mean, so there's different generation. And I only, I'd only heard of Mark playing, like people have said, did you ever hear that young Redmond lad? You, you never get a first name in Gory. You're either Johnny Redmond's lad or you're Mick Fitz's lad or something like that, you know. There's never a heading on, on, on a name at all. But, um, I, I had I'd heard about Mark for years and years and years and Sarah, my daughter, was in the Rosa Tralee and she had organised a kind of a, not a benefit night, but just a night before she went down to the Rose to take part in it. And Mark Julie came out and played a few tunes. And I think that was the first music I'd ever played with him. And then it was through DIT then that we got chatting every Monday in an ensemble with yourself and Oran. And um, we just got chatting and we, we really clicked, not just musically, but in every way. With the, the banter we have between us and slagging and stuff. And it goes on constant all day long with texts and stuff to and, and fro. Uh, and it's all local stuff because his father, like, I mean, grew up in Gory as well, obviously. And there was characters there and he mentions them to me. And then I call Mark the character and stuff like that. And it goes back and forth like that. So, yeah, we started to play and this is just it's lovely it's just a beautiful blend not alone in the B-flat stuff which we adore but even the concert fluid and the concert pipes as well I mean it's super you know it's really that, gorgeous that, that's fantastic to hear that you're and we're looking forward to hearing your concert finally now you mentioned DIT on a couple of occasions you're doing a masters there yeah I'm presently I'm coming into the last few months of it now I have to have a dissertation in in a few weeks and I've uh, just a lecture recital in May and that's me done um, and you can, as you know, Mark is there as well. He's been studying forever. <laughs> I think so. His father would say. Anyway. Yes, exactly. And I, I suppose, in case there's any confusion, it's TU Dublin now. That's the right, Technical yeah. University of Dublin now is DIT. Mark, you're doing. You're, you're, you have done the masters, but you're actually doing a PhD at the moment. Yeah, What's that so on? I'm in year three, uh, and strictly speaking, I think I, I'm supposed to be finished by February 2020, and I should be. I mean, I'm, I'm getting on well enough. Um, and this is a nice sort of a break from all the study and everything else but I really enjoy it you know it, it, it's a four year cycle but like the first three years I went by in a shot it, it's scary to think that this time next year I'll, I'll probably be finished you know so uh, I really enjoy it yeah I won't know, know what to do with myself after <laughs> yeah, but what is the PhD on what are so you studying it's, uh, it's on the, basically to give a, an umbrella uh, description it's all on the use of villain pipes in orchestral uh, situations relationships between old orchestral instruments and villain pipes so that's you know the fact that we're playing with uh, clarinets and everything else is exactly you know what I'm trying to talk about in the PhD that you'll hear the sound and you realise you know 
it sounds so well, but as well as that, a lot of alum pipe makers in the past borrowed a lot of uh, manufacturing techniques from the lads that made such instruments, and that's why the alum pipes appear as they are today with all the chromatic scales and everything else. So uh, there's loads I could go on all day about the PhD, but <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Well, that's fair <laughs> enough. A bit of education there for us here at Tradfest uh, this week. So all very interesting. You mentioned uh, orchestral, and Pat, you play with big bands yourself. You played with the orchestra yourself, Mark. Yeah, a couple of times. Um, so in the, even the last year alone, I played with the symphony orchestra and the concert orchestra. I, I, in the past, I've tend, tend to do more with the concert orchestra because they do that kind of stuff, you know, movie soundtracks and everything else. Um, but twice in the last two years, um, once I stepped in because Limo Flynn had just got sick at the time, so I'd done the Brennan Voyage in March 2017. Then last October, they had the um, a sort of a tribute concert to Limo Flynn. So I was absolutely honoured to play at that. Um, so that, that's in the last two years and you know same thing as I'm saying you hear Elon Pipes in an orchestral setting and it just makes sense and it sounds so well that hopefully you know in the next couple of years more people might compose such music Well we're certainly looking forward to hearing the Elon Pipes in this fantastic setting here in Dublin City Hall because it'll be with clarinets and concert flutes and whistles and low whistles we're certainly looking forward to that Pat Fitzpatrick from Gorey Mark Redmond from Gorey I hope you have a great concert out there thanks a million for the chat Thanks Kieran. thanks sure. a million Thank you Well, the gory takeover of City Hall there now. Gory, we have to, we have to, (laughs) 
like we have to explain this to people who are not from Ireland. We don't mean gory as in the gory details. We mean gory County Wexford. Gory in County Wexford, yes. which is actually a centre for traditional music. I was down there very recently recording Cayley House with a group of fine musicians from that area, young and old. And the two musicians, the fine gentlemen musicians that we heard there, Mark Redmond and Patrick Fitzpatrick, you just heard them play Eagle's Whistle and Ward's Jig. Mighty stuff, I must say, warms the heart there. Two more unassuming men you will never meet. No, what they might say, I won't say that. Um, uh, two more unassuming men you'll never meet. They just get down and play their music, dish out the tunes. I know them both, actually, personally. Uh, Mark has been a student in DIT, as it was, TU Dublin now. Uh, for many years, he did his undergrad, he did his master's. He's doing a PhD there at the moment. And Pat Fitzpatrick, who's a member... He was a member of the Gar- the Army Number no. One Band. He's now a member of the Garda Band, and he's doing a Masters in TU Dublin at the moment as well. So I see them weekly. And tell me, Kieran. So your involvement with DIT, or as you said, TU Dublin. What is it that you do there? I suppose the official title there is Assistant Lecturer in Music. I work in the trad music obviously in that area there I work with the ensemble in there and I teach some students as well on you know on a small in smaller groups and some individual students there as well Pat is part of the ensemble as I mentioned Mark tips in and out of the ensemble whenever he can because he's doing a PhD and it's I think it's it's around how Ilan piping is uh, being kind of brought in to orchestral playing now and that's what his PhD is on and, and speaking of orchestral playing didn't he head up a, a, a wonderful performance wasn't it uh, for Lee Mogul Flynn, an anniversary concert for, for him in he memory did. of Lee Mogul Flynn? Yeah, no, he got the call because when, when Liam wasn't playing, uh, Mark learned the Brendan Voyage. So he was he's the kind of go-to piper now for the Brendan Voyage with the National Symphony Orchestra and indeed the National Concert Orchestra as well. He's a very fine musician, I must say. He's a brilliant piper and he's a fine young man. His only flaw is he gets caught up on Wexford hurling and football. Ah, and that's a hopeless case. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you know, you have a knowledge of them as students. So what was it that made you want to have them play at Tradfest? Because I know you're the booker for Tradfest. So it must be a wonderful thing to be able to, you know, not only as a broadcaster and as a musician yourself, but when you're there in a teaching capacity with people as well, to be able to see and spot all of this talent. I knew, uh, because they were part of the ensemble, let's say, in TU Dublin, or we used to call it the DIT Trad Ensemble, we're going to have a look at we're going to have to look at changing that name certainly in the future but the two lads I asked them to do a piece together because Pat plays all sorts of instruments we heard him on the bass clarinet there he plays clarinet he's a brilliant concert flute player he plays the bagpipes he plays the small Scottish pipes which he played during that concert as well in Dublin City Hall so he plays all these he plays the low whistle he plays the tin whistle Mark Redmond plays all sorts of sets of pipes from the B pipes to B flat to concert pitch and he plays the whistle and he plays the low whistle so I got them to do a piece during one of our recitals with the trad ensemble in TU Dublin uh, at one stage maybe over the last couple of years and when I heard them playing I said to them look there's something in this and I suppose I didn't put it together that they were both from Gory even though I knew it individually that they were so I asked them to know if they put something together uh, for that particular performance with the Trad Ensemble and following that I said look would you be interested in doing something in City Hall because I think the surroundings would be just lent to what you do and they did and I'd say they'll probably do a few more gigs now they're looking at a bit of a future themselves and lovely for them to get the chance to perform together at this year's Trad Fest as well 
Well, jumping to new releases, Rough Trade Records in London are famous to some for being the home of indie rock legends like the Smiths, but of late, they've taken quite a bit of a shine to folk music from Ireland. And just last week, they released the new album from Ye Vagabonds, a stunning piece of work it is. Here's Pomegranate from the Here's Lament album. Dry papery ruby so terrible Sweet secret let nobody know Broken open and scattered on the table Another over and another shoe grows Dark and delicate I try to to myself for nobody else with the paper laid out on the table beside you pulling the drip down the floor but I'd broken and I wanted you more and Dermot McGlynn they're from Carlow otherwise known as Ye Vagabonds that track was called Pomegranate and is taken from their album called The Hare's Lament which is out now great to see music like this getting a push 
worldwide really Ruth isn't it? It is indeed and, and you know an institution like Rough Trade Records to be taking as we said such a shine to uh, Irish folk music as well and pushing it onto an international stage and just on the Hare's Lament I was chatting the last couple of months I've noticed the rise of the symbol or the image of the hair in folk music I just find it really interesting that the hair as as a subject matter like we've got in EK the hair and the line and um, we had of course Craig and White hair from Derry Farrell and I just think as a folklore image you know the hair seeing it come back into fashion is a really cure I'm, I'm curious about it I'm interested in it and seeing what sort of zeitgeist is there you know in the, in the ether that all of these folk musicians are looking to the hair as some sort of mythical or mystical figure I leave that thought to you there because I grew up in County Clare where, where the hair was used for a different purpose. Well, that is true. I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting a bit too Trinity there now with my pontificating. No, no, it all sounds good, but uh, when I think of the hair, I think of two, two greyhounds following it and hoping that it didn't escape, to tell you the truth. Yeah, but it is a fascinating figure that, that mm-hmm. it appears through folk music, and there's definitely a trend in a lot of uh, the music that's coming out at the moment. Maybe there's a PhD in it. Too. Maybe there is. <laughs> Well, you vagabonds play Left Castle in Rossgrave this Saturday the 30th, the Duncairn in Belfast on Saturday, April 6th, the Triscoll in Cork Saturday, April 13th, and the Roisin Dove in Galway on Saturday, April the 20th. For more information on all of those gigs, go to yevagabonds.com. The Eskies Global Domination Campaign continues. They start a Dutch tour this Saturday, and then they head to Germany next week playing in Hedensvalle. Weisbaden, Hamburg and Berlin before heading to the Czech Republic, Austria and Switzerland. Full dates actually and info can be found from theeskies.com And continuing with gig news Sharon Shannon, Mary Coughlin and Francis Black, what a trio. They play the Woodlands Hotel in Waterford this Saturday night. Tickets are available on Ticketmaster. Well we heard about the gloaming and their hugely successful stint at the National Concert Hall in Dublin recently. They kick off a US tour this Saturday week playing in Carnegie Hall on Saturday, April the 6th, the Berkeley Performance Centre in Boston on Sunday the 7th, the Carolina Theatre in Durham, North Carolina on Wednesday, April the 10th, the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles on Friday the 12th, and Campbell Hall in UC Santa Barbara on Sunday the 14th. And speaking of the gloaming, here's Cuevin Arachnik from the gloaming, recorded live at Tradfest, playing a rare solo show in the beautiful surrounds of Rathfarnham Castle.
Cuiveen or Rahlig there with Crew and Deschel recorded live at Tradfest this year. Tradfest is brought to you by the Temple Bar Company, a not-for-profit collective who manage, promote and love Temple Bar, Dublin's cultural quarter. Temple Bar is located in the historic heart of Dublin city centre and to learn more about the area and the company, you can visit www.lovetemplebar.com. We do hope that you're enjoying this podcast, and if you are, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, go on, go on, go on, go on. And ask your friends to listen to the show. Connect with us through Facebook at Temple Bar Tradfest, on Twitter, Temple Bar Trad, or visit the website, tradfest.ie. Our live concerts were recorded and mixed by Andy Knightley for K Recordings, and this Tradfest podcast is produced by Donald Scannell for BornOptimistic.com found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you get your podcasts. On next week's show we've got more amazing live music from Dublin recorded at Tradfest including the Freel Sisters and Brenda Castles. Until then, I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith and thank you all for listening. Don't forget to get in touch at tradfest.ie. Thanks a million. Slán. Slán.